Hello and welcome to IGN. I'm Daniel Kruper. This is Alex Simmons. Now, at the end of last week, we played GTA 5 for about three, four hours. I know, you probably really hate us, but it's okay, I hate myself too, all the time. Um, since then, we've been inundated with your questions about the game. Um, we probably can't answer all of them, but we'll give it a bloody good shot, won't we? Yeah, I think the important thing to note is that we only played the game for five hours, and some of the questions I would literally have needed to develop the game and, and finished it multiple times. So, as Daniel says, we'll do our very best. So, kicking off, Cameron Little asks, how did the game perform technically? Um, that's a big question. It is a big question. Um, it's an open world game, and technically it's really accomplished for an open world game. Usually the trade-off is, if you're going to let the player go anywhere and do anything, yeah. you have to compromise and sacrifice on kind of textual detail and all those sort of things. But actually playing um, GTA V, I was struck by how much detail there is on the street level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like graffiti was incredibly detailed and specific to that wall. It wasn't kind of copied and pasted. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it doesn't... Each street almost feels unique. It's not like you're you're in an area and then that street is the same as the next street is the same as the next street. Everywhere feels kind of different from the rest. And I think, you know, obviously driving games, their their focus is to make sure it's 60 frames a second, etc. Whereas this is more about the world itself. Now, obviously having that kind of freedom comes at sacrifice. So on occasion, we did see the occasional bit of pop-up. So in the distance, uh, I remember looking across. Uh, I think it was the um, Alamo C and you had Mount Chiliad there and, and beyond Mount Chiliad, so a long, long way away, um, a mountain would pop up. But it's, again, tiny, insignificant little thing that, to be honest, when you're playing it, when you're in the middle of the action, you don't really notice it. But, you know, if we're going to be 100% transparent, there, there is pop-up. But I think is, you know, there's a lot of games out there that look absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. But you can't go and explore. True. You can't go behind True. that building. You can't go behind that other building. Yeah. And when I was playing a mission, um, part way through a shootout in a kind of cul-de-sac, um, one of Lamar, who I was with, as, I was playing as Franklin, he said, Let, let's cut through here. And we chased through someone's yard, and it just expands to another part of the city. Yeah. And that is the level. That yeah. is the level design. It's the whole world. And it's completely seamless. There yeah. are no load times. It's all happening on the fly. So. Again, you know, for me, having that kind of level of freedom and that the ability to explore wherever I wanted to, whenever I wanted to, is well worth the occasional piece of pop-up in, in the distance. Okay, cool. Uh, next question is from Mason Tyler. Mason asks, does it run smoothly on PS3 and Xbox 360? Again, continuing from the last question, absolutely. I, well, I, we played it on Xbox 360. We did, yes, that's important. And um, so the version we were playing was uh, running uh, streaming off of a debug kit, which means it wasn't final code. Um, it was still, you know, uh, yet to be completed. But again, I had no issues whatsoever. Yeah, and we should say the last time that you and I both saw it, it was running off PS3. Yes. And I didn't very really much the same. detect very much a difference yeah. between the two platforms. Yeah. So Adrian Hoyland says, are those graphics really on current gen? Well. Yes, yeah. it's the simple yeah. answer. Um, yeah. I think that's probably testament to just how good it looks. Yeah. Like it is, it's a game that's been in development for a long time, and this happens a lot actually with generation cycles. If you look at games that came out at the beginning of this console generation and games that come out at the very end, yeah. the disparity between the two is huge. Yeah. Like look at Halo Three and Halo Four. Of course, of course. And, and GTA Five is just kind of following in that kind of tradition. Yeah, and I think that's important to note is that obviously you know you and I have seen a handful of next gen games already. The difference between GTA and Next Gen is, well, there isn't much difference at all in terms of, uh, of graphics. Obviously, you're able to do more kind of tiny special effects and stuff, but in terms of scope, GTA is way beyond 
anything that I've seen on next gen so but far. But a lot of that's due to the fact that GTA has been in production for course, so long. Uh, but using technology that developers Rockstar North are very familiar with. Yeah. Um, next question is from Adam Payton. Adam asks, will there be a demo before release, Alex? No. There's no chance of <laughs> no it. Way. I'm sorry. No way. Um, it's going to be out in a couple of weeks, so I think you're just going to have to go yeah. get the game. But it's, you've got two weeks to wait. Just wait. Honestly, just wait. So Sangerth asks, have the game mechanics from Midnight Club, Red Dead, and Max Payne all been incorporated into making GTA almost like a best-of experience? Um, I don't know best-of experience, but they've definitely um, filtered in and percolated into the GTA experience. They've definitely learned from Red Dead. Like, I'm a huge fan of Red Dead. Yeah. It's one of my favourite games of this generation. Um, so the, kind of the, the shooting mechanics have improved, and Max Payne is a game that's a lot all about that kind of weapon-based combat. Yeah, yeah. And Kind of just like cover-based system stuff. The thing that maybe GTA was never strongest at um, really seems improved in GTA V. Like Max Payne, when you took cover, it felt kind of cinematic and frantic. Like yeah. you're getting shot at, you need to run into cover. Yeah. So the way that kind of the characters scramble into cover and crouch down rather than just I'm going to stick to the wall. Yeah, just bolt into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that stuff they've definitely learned from Feels Max Payne. Like presentation-wise. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I think that's it. It's not necessarily a best of experience, as you say, but it certainly is. You know, learning from you know other experiences, all of the other games. It's this is not uh, GTA Five coming straight after uh, GTA Four. You've got all the other games that they've worked on in between, and you can definitely feel those influences. Same with the driving. Um, you know, obviously you, you wouldn't compare it to Midnight Club, but the handling is definitely definitely tighter. The cars feel a lot more. Well, they feel like they're on the road rather than just kind of floating above it. And and there's a, a much greater difference between. A kind of you know a low slung sports car compared to a you know a big rig that could topple quite easily. Much much bigger difference. Cool. Um, Glenn Robertson asks, can you play the campaign in co-op or as a crew? No. No. So the important thing to know, Glenn, is the campaign is a single player experience. It, you will switch between the three characters, Trevor, Michael, and Franklin. Yeah. But that's not a co-op experience. That kind of um, kind of co-op bank heist and all that sort of stuff is for GTA Online. Yes. It's not the single player game. Yeah, but importantly, everything that you do see in the single player game carries on over into the multiplayer game. By that, I mean the world. So everything you see in the world in the single player game is in the multiplayer So game. it'll be entirely possible to recreate some of those kind of far-fetched, yeah. heist kind of missions in GTA Online, but actually with even more players. Yeah, and they've already con um, confirmed that, obviously, when GTA Online launches a couple of weeks after the, the single player game comes out, that there are going to be you know a bunch of missions to try out but they are going to be added to over time and you know i think in a year's time you'll see you'll be able to do pretty much whatever you want quite frankly and i think that's better almost than trying to shoehorn in co-op gameplay to something that's very very story driven yeah i think the campaign's been structured in a certain way that you experience all three characters and i actually think playing as each of those characters is in like certain novels where you haven't got a main character, you kind of flip between characters. Yeah. I think that's really crucial to what GTA V is all about, storytelling-wise. Yeah, and also the, thing, the point that they made when I first saw it was like it's all about keeping you in the middle of the action. So rather than having to go off and do like boring jobs where you go and find this, that and the other, it's always about focusing the action around you, so you're always in the middle of something exciting. Cool. So Michael McClelland asks, are stealth kills back as rumoured? I don't know. Are they, Alex? Well, we don't know if it's like stealth kills per se are back in terms of, you know, the kind of San Andreas style stealth kills, but stealth will play a bigger part of the game purely because you can customise your weapons, so you can add silencers to the guns. Um, so you're able to kind of be a lot more flexible uh, with the way you tackle it. So I think 
in, in previous GTAs, if, you've, if you're going to go in guns blazing, then the cops will hear you or the, your target will hear you. Whereas here, you'll be able to have a much greater chance of sneaking up behind them. But whether, whether it's you're going to sneak up behind someone with knife them, we don't know just yet. Um, Neil Lawson says, will we get bugged constantly by the phone if we don't do certain missions? Well, certainly during the time that we... So we played about played four game, hours? It certainly didn't interrupt uh, in the same way it kind of did with um, GTA 4. Like obviously, when you were dating someone or whether you had Roman phoning, it was like, just get off the phone. Whereas here, uh, it feels like obviously the phone is an integral part of the game mechanic in, in terms of staying in contact with people, but also like we used it as a, a tracking device as well. Yeah, so in one of the missions Michael. we did called... Um, Fresh Meat, I think the yeah. mission was called. We used it as a kind of like Find My Friends app. Yes. Um, yeah. Michael was being held hostage and we had to track him down using this. So the phone, I feel, will be a much more interesting device in GTA V. It's interesting because all three characters have a slightly different model of the phone. I think yeah. they have a different cell provider as well. Probably. Yeah. And yeah, it can, do, it can be used for myriad things. Yeah. Uh, Kanata Izumi tells us, uh, sorry, asks us, why didn't you tell us about what's underwater? Because we don't really know. When no. we saw the game hands off um, several months ago, we got to see underwater, and it was, it was I think it was my favourite thing of the game. I said it at the time, like scuba diving looks incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we didn't see it when we went hands on. We were focused more on land based missions. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, we know it's there. Uh, and also, importantly, uh, Leslie Benzies, who's the head of Rockstar North, has said that uh, underwater is going to play a huge part of uh, GT Online. Now, it's going to be there when online. Uh, goes online, uh, but that's going to be sort of almost like a second tier in terms of it being populated. So you'll be able to get in a submarine on, on day one, but in terms of what you're able to do in it, I think those missions you'll see coming further down the line. Okay, cool. Um, another aquatic question. Um, my favourite type. Yeah. Um, Tom Simnett says, would it be possible for me and my friends to get into submarines and play a game of battleships? Well, we know that submarines are in there. Yeah. I haven't seen any battleships. Um, so. I don't really want... <laughs> Do you mean, I don't know what it really means. Maybe it just means the board game underwater. It maybe. soggy. Maybe. That's a horrendous idea. Maybe that's one of the mini-games. Obviously, we've seen golf, we've seen cycling, we've seen tennis. Maybe there's battleships, I don't know. Okay. So, Rana Fahim asks, how many hours of story game are there? Well, we have no idea how big the campaign is. No. Traditionally, Rockstar games tend to be pretty generous. Yeah. Um, so, I think there were 70 missions in GTA 4. Um, but again, it just feels like there's so much more to do outside of yeah, that. Yeah, so the thing is, you might go do like the main story missions, and you might be doing these kind of in between missions where you're acquiring elements for a heist. Yeah. But in between them, you might go off and do loads of other stuff that will kind of dilate the experience and yeah. make it much longer. So it's very hard to judge, you know, how much that kind of through line would be. Cause I think part of the experience is going on kind of tangents. Yeah. And importantly, you mentioned heists. We've seen nothing of the heists so far. So who knows how big they're going to be or how long they're going to last. We just don't know. But again, only got a couple of weeks to find out. Okay. Um, Aidan Bryant says, have you seen the map and how big is the map? Uh, yes, we have seen the map. But then again, the map has been out there. Like, yeah, it's one of the things you get. You get a blueprint of the map in the special edition. Yeah. Uh, how big is the map? Well, it looks vast in terms of like, when you're actually in the game itself. And then you go up in a helicopter and you scout over how big the city is. And, and we said this as far in, as the eye can see. It really and we said is. this in the hands-on impression video that we did on um, Tuesday. Yeah. Is the whole map's open to you from right from the get-go. It's yeah. not like previous GTAs or in Red Dead where you can't get to Mexico until a certain mission in the game and then it becomes available. Yeah. It's all there right from the beginning, but 
it's not all naked, as it were. There's still an element of discovery and exploration because the map is clouded. Yeah. There's like a fog of war kind of situation yeah. where you can't see everything. So you still want to explore and it invites that. You don't feel like you've seen everything just because you can see it all on a map. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think obviously you're not going to have a helicopter parked on your front lawn, like first thing. Yeah. You, if you can find helicopters, you can obviously get in them and you can fly them straight away. But it's the same thing as San Andreas. You have to discover where they are and figure out how to get them without being yeah. found by the cops, etc. Yeah, because certain areas will be naturally gated. Like, you yeah. won't have the expertise or equipment to go into a military base yeah. right from that, you know, minute one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, David Hutchinson asks, I'm planning to take a big ride up the mountain. A bike ride up the big mountain either. <laughs> or maybe he's having a big ride up the bike mountain. I don't know. But he says, can I base jump from the start of the game or do I have to find a parachute first? Well, I don't know how you find a parachute, but I think you're but pretty sure course. you have to equip You have to have a parachute if you're going to base jump. Otherwise, that's probably committing suicide rather than base jumping. That's probably right? something Trevor would do there. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long it would take to get up Mount Chiliab, but I remember... Um, when I didn't manage to successfully land on the top of Mount Chile because yes. crosswinds were too strong and I'm, of course, of course. And I'm a terrible pilot. Yeah. Um, but at the big bottom of the mountain, I remember looking up and it just looked intimidatingly Vast. massive. Yeah. I, I thought, looking up at it, if I wanted to climb up it, it would, it would take ages. Well, in, in San Andreas, I actually cycled all the way up to the top of Mount Chiliad on a BMX. And that took a long time in San Andreas. Now, you had this a lot looks, of time back then. I had a lot of time, exactly. <laughs> you, were, you were unemployed. <laughs> exactly. So, um, whereas now, I just think, I'm just going to get a helicopter and fly to the top. And I think it will be an amazing experience to do, or even hiking. Go, I'm, I'm probably not one of those people. Line, we can go rambling we with some Kendall do. Mint cake. That would be nice, that would be nice, yeah. <laughs> Um, I can't confirm Kendall Mint cakes in GTA V, unfortunately. Damn it. Peter Williams says, any dogs online, Alex? Well, I've certainly met a few, so, uh, but I'm assuming that he's referring to um, GTA, GTA Online. Online. So we can confirm that dogs will be in GTA Online. So as I said before, anything that you see in the single player game, you will find in the multiplayer. Yeah, and Chop's like a great addition to the game. Yeah. It's cool to have a dog anyway, yeah. but um, it actually does add to the gameplay. Will there be cats? That will be DLC. Can't Maybe. confirm that. Maybe, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, Thomas Smalley, are there still the vigilante cop missions? We don't really know, do we? Not... Well, Rockstar is not commenting, so they're not saying yes, they're not saying no. So who knows, is the honest answer. But there are additional stuff you can do. As always in a Rockstar game, there's kind yeah. of side quests. And we got told by an in about an interesting one? Yeah, so uh, hidden packages have effectively been dispensed with in favour of... I don't know, they're, they're kind of like side missions, are they? So uh, we were driving along and over the radio, uh, a news bulletin announced that um, I think it was like a homicide that happened 30 years ago is being reinvestigated. Now, it turns out that you can then be part of that investigation and, and solve it and get cool stuff as a result, which I think is a really, really nice touch. Um, and, and the way it's integrated into it, it's not so obvious that like, you turn a corner and there's a hidden statue or a pigeon yeah. that you've got to shoot. It's, it's weaved into the narrative of the so game. So it's an additional kind of like hidden narrative to tie together collectibles? Yeah. And, but it's, yeah, it, I think it's important because obviously you've got to listen out on the radio as to where it happened, to the location, and you scoot over there, you find it. Again, we didn't play that stuff, but we're told that's how it's going to work, and I think that's interesting. Um, let's move on to some weapons and cars. Guns. Okay. Uh, Mark Evans, what are some of the weapons, Alex? Right, I'm going to read this off of the list because there are so many, so bear with me. So there are pistols, automatic pistols, submachine guns, assault rifles, baseball bats, golf clubs, knives, miniguns, grenade launchers, rocket launchers, sniper rifles, and more. Now, importantly, uh, 
in previous GTA games, you could only have one weapon of each type. So if you had uh, an AK-47, you couldn't have the M4 at the same time. Whereas here, you can have everything. Yeah, the weapon wheel just kind of contains it's crazy. it all. Yeah. Uh, and then importantly, is the other, the other part that I mentioned earlier, is that you can customise most of those weapons. Obviously, there's no point putting a silencer on a golf club. I don't think it would work. But, uh, it's but not you... just one of those mitts. <laughs> exactly, yes. Uh, but yeah, you can customise most of the weapons and, and to quote the press release, there are more guns in GTA V than any other GTA game ever. Cool. Uh, Chris McDermott, do cars really need filling up with gas? No. Well, in real this life, is... yes. <laughs> yeah. In GTA V. Yeah, we should clarify, yes. what are these questions about? Are they just yes. about general stuff? Yeah. Um, Maybe this has just turned into a kind of agony aunt kind of thing and we're just helping people This out, is our new know. weekly show. Thank yeah. you for joining us. Um, no, they don't. I think that's something that Leslie Benzies mentioned a long time ago. Like, Yeah. I, I think it's one of those things, like, it was around the development of San Andreas where he was talking about, like, how far do you push reality? And obviously they integrated a lot of stuff where, you know, CJ would get fat if you ate too many burgers and you could work out, etc. It's um, one of those things where you, if you pursue reality too closely, you actually result in something that's just actually annoying. Yeah. Well, that's like, the thing. If you steal an amazing car, but, you know, amazing supercars tend to have uh, a thirsty engine and a tiny petrol tank, and then, you know, within, like, two blocks, you're like, mm, you're screwed. Go get another car. So, again, no, you don't have to fill up the, uh, the cars with petrol. Um, Milan Cousin says, are custom soundtracks in the game? We can't confirm this. Again, Rockstar neither saying yes nor no at the minute. Uh, but, but we can say there's a hell of a lot of officially licensed music. 240 yeah. songs, so, is that so right? 240 songs, 17 radio stations. Of those 17, 15 are music stations, two are talk shows. And then, of course, don't forget the 20 hours of original score that is in the game. Now, the other question that uh, Nick Bishop asks is there a Kavinsky radio station? Now, despite what Kavinsky might be saying, if you don't know, Kavinsky is a French house music artist. Yeah, is that? Well, he, he you're, did... you're, you're a big fan of Kavinsky's work. I am, yes. But um, his song Night Call is used in the Ryan Gosling film Drive. Yes. And even though he said it'd be cool like if I was in GTA 5, that's not been confirmed. That has not been confirmed. So again, we can't say yes or no, but at the minute, we don't know. Um, something we can say about the music, um, the radio stations is that they're selectable via a kind of weapon wheel. So yeah. in the exact same way, if you hold down right bumper, I think you get um, the weapon wheel. If you hold down left bumper, you get a wheel that's all the radio stations. So you see all the icons, and yeah. they'll have very unique icons depending, reflecting the type of music that yeah. radio station plays. Yes. So Samuel Grant Hall asks, I know you can switch the engine on and off, but can you switch headlamps off entirely? Well, I don't know for certain if you can switch the engine on and off manually. Uh, so I'm not sure why you know, maybe you work for Rockstar, but we can confirm, yes, you can switch off headlamps. Yeah, and I'll tell you how that's done. You hold down, wait for it, right on the D-pad. Oh, yes. Oh, that is good. And that's the same control if you want to put the roof up and down. Yeah, so that, that's a good point. So Samuel Paul, which I wonder if that is Samuel Hall's brother. I don't know. <laughs> he says, can you put the roof up and down? Yes, you can. Uh, but only on soft tops, obviously. Ryan Howard says... What military vehicles did you see? Um, an Apache, a jump jet, or even a tank? So, uh, I haven't seen the Apache, which was certainly in Vice City. Um, I did see a, a light kind of military helicopter that had kind of machine guns on it. Uh, again, we didn't play, we were playing a debug version of the game, which meant we had access to all the weapons, all the vehicles, and they would just spawn, which is great. Obviously, that's not going to be in the final game. But so, yeah, we saw the, um, the, the light kind of helicopter. But obviously, in all the trailers, we've seen jet fighters, we've seen tanks, and this being a GTA game, if they're in that universe, yeah. you can pretty much get well, in the, them and use them. So. Yeah, there are military bases, and one would assume that yeah. they are fully equipped. Yeah. But 
But obviously, you go into a military base, you get a pretty high wanted rating you got to be away. So if you're going to go into a military base, military you've got to, base, you've got to be idiot. badass to get out of there alive. I think you should go in with a golf club. Do you think? Yeah. Silenced with a mitt on top. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Zach Spite, uh, or Spate, asks, how many different types of cars feature in the game? And we, again, there's one of these things we don't know exactly. Um, we can find out we can't a, put a, a number definite on it. answer. Yeah. But again, light guns, more cars than it's ever been in a GTA game before. And all completely customizable. So, Actually, in terms some, of variations, almost limitless, some would say. Um, the other day when we said our first hands-on with um, GTA V, I kind of tried to get away from the cops in a hearse. Yeah. Somebody contacted me on Twitter and they had the best idea ever. We should get the hearse and customise it to make it look like X01. That would be amazing. That's what I'm doing day one in GTA Especially V. Especially if you could get the siren working the same. That would be yes. amazing. Let's make that happen. Uh, Ollie Reynolds. Controlling Nico sometimes felt like it was controlling an unwieldy tank. Uh, have the controls been tightened up? Um, definitely. I think the the best comparison is probably Red Dead or Max Payne again. Yeah. Like I felt a very similar kind of control system. You know, yeah. hold down to run, um, jab to like tap it to a sprint. To, to sprint. But the character has just a lot more kind of solidity to them. Yeah. Um, they aren't like super acrobatic because that would be highly unrealistic. Yeah. But um, but there is a fluidity to their movement. So in, in, the, in the first mission we played, where uh, Franklin is. You know, going on that repo job, and he jumps over the chain link fence. That feels kind of you know very fluid, yeah. very natural. But but Franklin's kind of a, quite a built guy. It seems. He is, yeah. even though whereas loose curling, he seems quite muscular, and he's he's got weight to him. Yeah. Whereas like Trevor is much scrawnier, and I like just the way they kind of walk uh, along. And the Michael's much older as well. Yeah, they, they definitely feel like different characters. Um, next is Justin Collins. Um, he says, "How long would it take to ride from one end of the map to the other on a push bike?" I don't know, but it's one of those things that when we finally get the game, that's the kind of stuff that I'm going to really enjoy doing. You're just going to all, do that. all the missions are there, but I'm going to see if I can wheelie from one side of Los Santos <laughs> to the other, all the way up Mount Chiliad on the way. Well, if you do okay. that in the final game, please send your video. That would be amazing. It will feature on IGN. We absolutely will. We. So, uh, so going back to the, the question that we asked uh, earlier, but it's, it's a sort of similar thing. Samro asked, do the different characters feel unique, or are they just skinned differently? I think, yeah, we kind of did answer that. Yeah. Like, playing as Michael, Michael felt like an older gen. Yeah. Like, he wears different clothing, and it's just his stride is different. The way he holds himself, the yeah. way he interacts with the world is different. Yeah. And I think that's the important thing, is it's not just so much how they look and feel, it's kind of the people they interact with. Yeah. They all live in different neighbourhoods, in different parts of the maps. Yeah. They, you know, go to dinner with different people. They, they exist in very different social circles. And I think that makes them feel very different characters. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. Like, if, if you're going to tackle uh, a circumstance with Michael, you definitely do it in a different way uh, than if you were doing it with Trevor. Yeah. Just because the way that they've been kind of created, they just feel completely different. Like, the, the, the dialogue, the way they interact with each other is, is yeah, as you say, vastly well, different. something I was telling you about, because I played a little bit more than you, and yeah. I almost felt myself playing the game slightly different depending on which character I was. I know they've got yeah. different special abilities that kind of pick up on certain characteristics. Yeah. Michael's better with guns, Franklin's a better driver. Um, Trevor's just nuts. Trevor's just crazy. Yeah. Um, but I did feel myself acting in a slightly different way, and I don't know whether that will continue in the final game and whether other people will share that experience. Yeah. But I, I felt that that's something the game wanted me to do, and I felt naturally drawn into yeah. playing it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really interesting. And again, just based on, on a handful of missions, but again, I can't wait to see how that kind of unfolds in the main game itself. Josh Glover, are any old characters returning? No. 
I don't think so. It's unlikely because, yeah, Rockstar have, uh, have gone on record already talking about the HD versions of GTA and that, you know, although GTA 4 was set in Liberty City, it was a different Liberty City from the one that we saw Yeah, in it's GTA kind of 3. almost a kind of Marvel Comics discrete universe sort yeah. of thing, that those were the 3D GTA games, these are the HD, yeah. G HD GTA games, yeah. and they exist independently even though they might be um, similar environments. Yeah. Christopher Gooders Goodwin. I'm guessing that that middle name is probably a nickname. His real name. His parents just absolutely <laughs> exactly. hate him. Uh, is the main story one featuring the three characters, or is it three different stories interwoven? And and how complex is the character switching? Um, well, firstly, do the second question first. Yeah. Uh, character switching is quite easy. Very simple. It's, it's yeah. done using the D-pad and an analog stick. It's really easy to do. You hold down on the D-pad and then you select which character yeah, you want to Yeah, it's, it's, it's dead simple. I, you'll get used to it very quickly. And I, I think the, the important point to note here is if all three characters are close together, the switching happens almost instantly. Yeah. If they're on different areas of the map, so you know, not in a mission per se, but you know, just doing what they're doing, then it will take longer because the camera kind of zooms out zooms over to their location and then zooms back in. So. Yeah, and the bigger question regarding the story, the best way to view it is, it is a single story yep. involving three main protagonists. It's not three separate stories, but it's one story that you'll see, sometimes see from three different perspectives. Yeah, And it kind of controls who you identify with at different points in the, in the campaign. So sometimes you'll be forced into playing or guided into playing Michael because it wants you to see that part of the story through Michael's eyes. Yeah. But sometimes it'll give you the option to see a certain mission between Trevor and Franklin. Yeah. So there's a degree of choice, but it's really one story from three perspectives. That's right. Uh, Chris Carmona, how much customization can you do to the characters? Well, we know that you can change their clothing. Uh, we, should, well, we should make a distinction between the campaign. So Franklin, Michael and of course, Trevor, of course. they're kind yes. of locked down because they are characters that Rockstar wants you to play with yeah. and experience. They've, yeah. they've sculpted them. Yeah. Um, but obviously you can add tattoos, change your hair and all that kind of stuff with your online. Well, in fact, I think you're pretty much free to do whatever you want with your online character. Yeah, and the really cool thing about your online character is when you switch between the three main characters, that's kind of on the little circle that's in the bottom right-hand corner of the yeah. HUD. Yeah. Um, there's a space at the bottom. Two weeks later, after GTA V's online, um, you'll be able to have your multiplayer character on that wheel, so you'll yeah. be able to switch to them and yeah. then go seamlessly into online mode. Yeah, but put it this way, I don't think you're going to get an afro on, a, on Michael. Nah. It's just not going to happen. No, it's not. Last question from Last Jake question. Lewis is, um, who do you meet first, Michael, Trevor, or Franklin? Well, I we don't didn't, really know. Well, yeah, we didn't play the missions in any order. It was just kind of, we were dropped into the world and said, right, these are the missions that are open to you. Just yeah, and, and we have no fun. idea about the opening of the game. That's yeah. kept separate from yeah, us. Yeah. I, you know. The one thing we do know is that Trevor isn't there right from the start of the game. He will pop in a little bit later. But in terms of who you meet first... I'm guessing Michael. I would but, assume but Michael because know. Michael's always seemed to be the connecting character. He is. Yeah. He's the one who brings Franklin and Trevor together. Yeah. Like Trevor is an old friend of his, and right. Franklin is the son that he never had. Yeah. He's kind of the glue, I, I yeah. guess. And that that all appears to come together in uh, in the mission where you extract the target from the FIB um, uh, tower, and that was the first mission that I saw like almost a year ago now. So that obviously feels like that's the kind of key part in the storyline where everything comes together, and then it starts to make sense and everything snowballs from there. But, but what happens before then? We don't know. Okay, so we tried our very best to answer your questions on GTA 5. I'm sure you've got tons more. We've got thousands. We do. Yeah. Um, but for everything GTA 5, ahead of its September 17th launch, stay right here on IGN.